Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Sharing Time Podcast. I am Sean Rapier. I am Ken Craig. And we're so happy to be with you. We got a live audience built up. Live audience, will you please chime in and let us know? We can see the number of people are. We're already into double digits very quickly. <sighs> Fantastic. Wow. Thank you. Each of my children is watching <laughs> on their own device. <laughs> and I have 10 windows open. So <laughs> 10 of them is me, but uh, I'm valuable. So uh, we would really like to know for those of you out there who are watching live, if you could comment. Let us know who you are, where you where you are, and kind of where you're watching from. But uh, yeah, we got a really a really great topic tonight, and I hope it's something that people will chime in. And if I'm being honest, I'm kind of looking for some ideas for bettering my own <laughs> my own family's study. But tonight we're going to be talking about gospel study, and I think it will be encompassing. Come follow me. Yeah. As well as, you know, our personal come follow me, gospel study in general. We're looking for tips. What do you do for gospel study? It, either your personal study, your family, couples, whatever your plan is. And uh and let's let's hear what you do. But Ken, why don't we start off with you? What do you do and what does your family do? So once a month we have family gospel study. No, once a month. <laughs> come follow me occasionally. <laughs> Come but follow boy, me. it's a long night. We cram not, it in there. No. Not every day. Just come follow me from time to time. <laughs> from time to time. Come follow me when time permitting. and um, <laughs> When it's convenient. Yeah. No. We, well, I, I think that's an interesting question because uh, that's going to look different depending on your family ages and you know right. schedule and that kind of dynamic. And so um, we have done, we have gotten in the habit and we have not always been great about this but the goal is a family devotional each morning before we homeschool wow oh, so yeah. we kind of have that luxury of not running off to three different schools you know and so um and morning has been easier for us we've done it in the evenings in the past but kind of once the day gets rolling it's hard to get everybody yeah. back together so we'll we'll do a, a morning devotional but we kind of stick with the book of mormon from the morning there are so okay. many promises associated with reading the Book of Mormon right. that I just don't want to leave on the table. So that's what we do. And then uh, the Come Follow Me, we'll usually have uh, discussions on that on a Sunday afternoon or a Monday evening, depending on what else is going on. And um, uh, so that's what it looks like at the Craig House. We will uh, read the Book of Mormon in the morning and then the Come Follow Me on Sunday and Monday. Um yeah, and it's, it's one of the questions I actually have, is balancing Come Follow Me with Book of Mormon study. It was fantastic last year. Yeah, when, when, when they're was... aligned. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> when you get both, it's good. But that that's actually one of the things that I would love to hear from our audience. If you have ideas, if you have thoughts as to, uh, you know, and I'll tell you kind of how, kind of how we have structured it a little bit is that we do family study is come follow me uh-huh. a lot of times in the morning we'll play a chapter from the book of mormon uh hey siri please read us yeah. a chapter of the book of mormon yeah. so vanessa will broadcast it to some speakers These um, are the perks of living in 2021 you know right being able yeah. To do that. yeah conference yeah. talks or book multi-room of yeah. yeah yeah so we we tend to do we generally tend to do uh like listen to the Book of Mormon, but our our gospel study is come follow me. We we are now in our forty seventh iteration of 
we're going to try this. <laughs> yeah. And we you are and trying every other family. Yeah. We're trying between six and 7 PM. Now, now granted we're down to, uh, one kid at home and he's 17. So trying to get him to not be out with friends. Yeah. It's a chore. Yeah. It's a trial. <laughs> so, but it's just the three of us. It's me, my wife, and, and our son. So what we've decided to try is, hey, between the hours of six and seven, at some point, we have some semblance of a family dinner, <laughs> and then that we do come follow me, and we're leaving Book of Mormon study more for individuals. Yeah, so that's a in, great idea. In the morning, I get up, and as I'm kind of getting stuff ready, I listen to a conference talk pretty much every morning. I love that. Yeah. That's been a big part for me. Then when I sit out, sit down at my desk, either if I go out for a walk in the morning, I'll listen to a chapter of the Book of Mormon, or if I sit down at my desk, first thing I'll, because I feel like that daily Book of Mormon study is really important. Yeah. I don't want to miss out on it. Um, we've got some thoughts uh, here. First of all, from Brandon, Sean Wave. Hi. Hi, Brandon. <laughs> hey, how are you? Good to see you, buddy. Uh, my mom is here from, from St. George. That's great. Mark Buchanan says we need to set up a sharing time account at Harmon's so you guys can have goodies during the show. Mark. <laughs> Mark, that's We're all inspired. for this. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's on you. <laughs> we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll name the show after you, Mark. That'd be awesome. David Fawcett says, I'd love ideas on balancing age differences. Our kids... Uh, are from ages 18 to 5. Can you have... Yeah, that's... You're the right guy for this. So why don't you... Let's take that, David. That's a great, great question. Gosh, there. there's so many... uh, And every family's different, too. We'll... um, What we started doing just recently with the Come Follow Me is that we will have... We'll assign one of the kids to share. Because, you know, the way it's structured is fantastic. You can take a couple of questions that they recommend from it and re- if you can do that where you're reading the whole thing, you know, with the Doctrine and Covenants right now, you could read the sections or you can kind of zero in on a couple of the questions and maybe share some of the history behind it. Like my older kids are interested in what else is going on around this scripture, around mm, this revelation. Yeah. Um, and then, but if we'll assign one of our kids, say, hey, when we do come follow me on Sunday or Monday... Um, why don't you look up a couple of the questions or a couple of the verses that we can talk about as a family? Gotcha. And That's maybe smart. they, so that gives them a chance to do it. They might include one of the younger siblings to do it, or uh, we'll have one of the younger siblings tell the tell the story of what's going, and then maybe an older one talks about the doctrine. I think the more someone feels like I have a part to play in this, mm-hmm. the more likely they are to participate <laughs> in it. <laughs> so yeah, smart. We'll try and do that. We, when my kids were younger, I guess my older kids would be up for this too. We would act stuff out all the time. We had a couple oh, of boxes awesome. that had um, costumes in it, and we'd go go grab the costume boxes, and then we would, you know, dress up and. I and love do that, that idea. So that's still an ongoing. A little thing. trickier with Doctrine and Covenants. You yeah, know, yeah, it is. Top hats. <laughs> you know, it's just monocle, it's just yeah. a little bit. Yeah, I didn't bathe this week, so I'm <laughs> ready for my part. Yeah, yes. so. <laughs> Yeah, it's it is a little <laughs> trickier with, the, but uh, we used to have those old flannel boards. You remember that with the the felt? Oh my gosh! Would, yes, I don't even yeah. know if those are around anymore. But yeah, uh, I remember that. I yeah. definitely remember. Yeah, we do the uh, the plan of salvation on the uh, flannel yeah, stick on right, board. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's really smart. I like that idea because my my feeling is you know we had a little bit of an age span for a while, is that you either have to 
like go high level to engage the older kids yeah. and you're kind of leaving the little kids out or you have to dumb it way down to hit the little kids and then the older kids are like, great, yeah. back to primary. But I like your idea of assigning stuff in advance. Only issue, a lot of work. whole yes, lot I, of work, kid. <laughs> I don't like to work. I like to show up. These, and our, our audience should know everything that Sean and I share is in an ideal form. It does not mean that we are sticking the landing every week. <laughs> I like that. Sticking the landing. Oh, that's perfect. So uh, my own dear mother, Susan Rapier, says we're in a Zoom study group. So my mom, oh, yeah. my mom and dad live in a retirement community down in, down in St. George. Uh, every Monday evening, we follow the study calendar. Dad and I watch Book of Mormon Central. Taylor and Tyler. We also uh, also don't miss this, which must be a, a video series as well. And then we're on our own to study the Book of Mormon. We like David Ridge's study guide for Book of Mormon. And that's another thing. You know, there are some great, uh, really great videos and podcasts. There are a lot of Come Follow Me podcasts as yeah. well that I think are super, super helpful. Um, Tom DeFreeze has a question for us. Uh, he says, or no, has a suggestion. He says, married, no kids, but we do come follow me on our own throughout the week, then come together on Sunday, then do Book of Mormon together during the week. Tom, I think that's fantastic. That's a great idea, yeah. That is a smart idea, Tom. Sounds like that would work really well. And this is what I love. I This is what I love and my problem. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want the prophet to say, Thou shalt study at 7 p.m., 1.5 pages per night. You know, I just, but it's not. And that's what's so beautiful is it's, it's here are a whole bunch of tools. Yeah. Go make it work for your family. One thing I know is that the fruits of the Spirit are not guilt. <laughs> <laughs> that's but, true. But we can feel a lot of pressure. Yeah. Marley Shumway says, we love the videos we can find on YouTube. Marley, that is that's great, and there is there is a lot of content. So. Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, they were doing those Book of Mormon videos, uh, you know, all those new ones this last uh, year, two years, and they've got a couple out for the Doctrine and Covenants as well, or Church History that are yeah, they're really well produced now, and that's uh, and that will hold every age uh, attention. Yeah, watching the, watching a video is great. Yeah, yeah. I shared with you when we when our sweet JC was living here yeah. every week that every time it was his <laughs> his time to teach, he'd go, "We're now going to watch a video." He'd play a video and then he'd go, "Thoughts." <laughs> My favorite was when you would ask him, "Do you have any thoughts?" I prepared the lesson. Yeah, he's like, it's your time to share thoughts. What, what are you talking about? Hey, hey, Dad, don't take over the lesson for crying out loud. I do. I also like the um, uh, kind of the informal approach or just kind of the soundbite of having maybe small discussions throughout the week, right? And so instead of it feeling like everybody hunkered down and we're going to spend the next hour and a half, if it's something in a car ride or at the table... Yeah, with my older kids, I can just say, "What are you guys learning in seminary?" Mm, you know, and you I think love that'd be that. good to talk about as a family or something like that. And and when they know, I'm not going to be pinned here for a half an hour, but this is just sort of an informal discussion. Those have been very powerful moments for mm. me, where I feel I see the things that seem essential or important to them or a priority to them, uh, the things that are on their mind, because it's uh, it's just a chance to share, and then it doesn't become. Uh, a Sunday school moment or a, right. or a lecture. It's a discussion that we're having 
because I've asked the question. I've just asked them a question. So, gosh, that's something I wish I was better at. Was is pointing out taking those moments to say, "Hey, this is like that talk," or "This is like." I think flexibility is huge, and I think finding those moments to teach. I'm gonna I'm gonna put in a plug for a uh, a come follow me podcast. You can watch it on video. You can listen to the podcast. Um, but it is fantastic. It's called Real Talk, uh, and it's Scott Sorensen and Gainalyn Condi. Mm. Um, I've had them both on the Latter Day Lives podcast. Mm-hmm. Both of them are awesome. They're very relatable. Um, they're both brilliant. Scott has a very scriptorian mind. He wrote a whole gospel study guide oh, wow. uh, of how to kind of work with Come Follow Me. That's amazing. Uh, and then Gainalyn Condi just has so much insight. But they have it's become, with yeah, and it's put out by Covenant, so you can actually trust it, you know, <laughs> so you can actually trust it's not going to go off the rails, um, but they are fantastic. So Real Talk is what it's called, Real Talk, a Come Follow Me podcast, you can watch them on YouTube, or uh, or you can, can listen to their podcast, it's fantastic. Um, and sorry for the dog barking in the background, that's Penny, our little tiny Great Dane puppy <laughs> who is six feet tall when she stands up now. I think that's my son just coming home. Uh, Mark Buchanan says, I'm starting my conference countdown where each night before bed, I listen to a conference talk. My favorites are Elder Holland's Safety for the Soul talk on Joseph Smith and the Book of Mormon and Elder Worthland's last talk, Come What May. Mm-hmm. I love it where he talks about how we need to laugh more instead of being so serious, and it's okay to laugh at our mistakes instead of getting mad. Mark, brilliant. Do you guys do you guys go back like as a family? Ever do you ever go back to talks as a family, or is that more of a personal thing? Yeah, that's probably more personal. Mm. Um, yeah, you're talking about doing personal studies. I'm usually sort of uh, by topic or by. Um, uh, yeah, a certain conference talk. You know, I'll kind of at the end of conference, I'll kind of s- put a star next to you need to go back and read this one or study this one, and I'll, yeah. I'll try and go through those before the next uh, conference. I'm again, I'm not 100 percent on anything I do. <laughs> that's not true. I am 100 yeah. percent in the church. I yes. am 100 percent married to I'm- Katie, <laughs> but um, but I. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but my uh, habits I'm, are. I'm a hundred percent on those things. It's a good thing you clarified. A but yeah, of... I but I I always do mark. I'm like, oh, I want to come back and study these ones. And and sometimes they might weave their way into a family study, but we yeah. don't sit down and read the whole yeah. talk together. It's more personal. Do you have for yourself? Do you have certain parts of the scriptures or certain conference talks? that you find you need to go back to from time to time? Are there ones that are like, hey, today I just need this? Yeah, like, well, the way you're asking it, like, I need this, like, ones that are of comfort or reassurance? Well, either, no, uh, yes, they could be when you're in a time of need. For me, when I feel like I've kind of, maybe not everything, not I'm not doing everything right in life, or I feel like I'm out of sync, I I tend to go back to Alma 5 a lot. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, when, when I was on my mission, uh, we used to refer to that as the Mike Tyson scripture <laughs> because it would just punch you in the face. It's like, you know, it, it really is. If, if, you're, if you're out of line with the gospel 
It is, you know, have you felt the redeeming joy? Have you felt the Holy Ghost? Yeah. Are you, can you honestly say, <laughs> Sean Rapier, if you were to go before the Lord, that you have been clean? And what I love is like, have you felt the redeeming joy? Yeah, I felt the redeeming joy. Can you feel it now? <laughs> If so, can you feel it now in this moment? Like the scripture cuts you off. Have you felt? I think I have you feeling it now. <laughs> hey, hey, I didn't finish. I'm dog whispering. Can you feel it now? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's true. I go back to that, and it's that's a realignment. Yes, I do have me. my realignment scriptures. Yeah, that absolutely. one kind of realigns me into. Yeah. Yeah. What about for you? Or do you have some chapters? I do. Alma 7, uh, 23 and 24 mm. is uh, is when I go back. It's kind I of. I said, a, mm, even though I have no idea what that is. <laughs> this is when Alma's <laughs> gone. So after. after Trying to sound after, smart. Mm, yes. After that. he's boxed with Mike Tyson, he goes to the next town of Gideon. And they're like, they're, they're uh, more prepared to hear from him. And so he's like, um, it's this barometer for me. It's like, I would that you should be humble and be submissive and gentle. Right. And be entreated, yeah. Full of faith, you know, full faith, hope and charity and, and te- full of temperance and gratitude. And I'm like, it's almost like a checklist where you can go yeah. down and go, well, I could, I could definitely work on this and this. Mm. And so that's what, yeah. Alma. Yeah. That Alma. That Alma. It'll beat you up real good. That Alma. He'll get you. <laughs> oh, he'll get you. Uh, I, there's a talk that, uh, I probably either listen to or watch or read maybe four or five times a year. Um, it's uh, Joseph B. Worthlin. It's called Sunday Will Come. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We all have our Fridays. <sighs> yeah. That talk, and I don't know that I've ever made it through it without crying. Yeah. <laughs> but there is something, Ken, when I have been at my lowest, my and this is from October of 2006, and Part of it, Elder Worthlin, such a lovely man. Like he's yeah, that gentle jolly, yeah. jolly uncle we all just <laughs> love. But that talk, when you are down, I'll tell you, there is nothing when, and especially not just down. Like if I'm feeling a little bit down, when it feels like the world is winning, when it feels like, hey, everything's falling apart, there is no way we're coming back from this. And we've all felt that. We've all had Fridays, and Sunday will come, and there's almost nothing you know, that I would say in gospel learning or nothing in teaching that comforts me as much as this talk. That, talk. that talk to me really, it, it takes, it takes the resurrection and the atonement and totally applies it to today. Mm-hmm. Hey, you have your Friday now, Sunday will come. I don't know. I just get a whole lot of peace yeah, out of that. Absolutely. That's, that's my time. Yeah. We'd love to hear from uh, our audience out there. What what else? Uh, my own dear mother says, yes, I have listened many times to Elder Holland's talk, like a broken vessel, yeah, comforting in many ways. October 2013. Yeah. I, just, I just read that today. Um, that's Sometimes those subjects come up that, that you kind of just feel like you need to study more about, and that's... That's one. Someone I love very much that I was talking to that's, that's struggling with some mental health that was like, and they're grounded in the gospel, but they're like, I don't, I'm having a hard time hearing the Savior, mm. like hearing him. And I, and I think there's, that is a struggle. Um, you know, often we'll assume that that's associated with some kind of sin or some kind of yeah. rebellion. But when there is a struggle with depression or anxiety, that makes that hard to, so I've kind of been diving into those 
kind of talks and, and that subject of how can I hear the Savior when I'm just feeling darkness, you know, yeah. around me. So it's it's heavy. And I think that that talk, that talk was groundbreaking too. That talk yes. was like, wow. Yeah. Like we're talking about it a lot more now. Mm-hmm. This was eight years ago. Yeah. So it's yeah. amazing. That was eight years ago. Yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of feeling comforted by this episode <laughs> that there really isn't a rule book. Um, like uh, uh, when Preach My Gospel came out, wait, is that what it's called? For the missionaries? Yeah. Yes. That sounded really wrong when I said it. <laughs> when Preach the Word of My Gospel toward the saints, Gentiles, and otherwise. When Preach the Stuff came out. <laughs> when Open Your Mouth came out. <laughs> <laughs> when things to do and share came out. <laughs> okay. So when preach my gospel, but for some reason when I said it, it's just sounded like that. it's not what it's called, but it is. Preach my gospel. When preach my gospel came out, I remember going, wait a minute, what do you teach first? Like what are you Yeah. Like this isn't even broken down into discussions. How do you you can't do this? Like I remember. And I think that's been one of my struggles. Um, with with gospel study is feeling like I have to do come follow me. We have to do it as a family every single day. We have to read the Book of Mormon as a family every single day. It has I have to, to write like in my this. journal. Yeah. I have to do a Sunday. <laughs> we have to do third hour. We have to do minister. And, yes, and and I think that that's I think that's been the problem is that we get like that. We get to the point. Um, like we're checklisting ourselves, right, into being yeah, okay. Yeah, I think that you know it's you know I look back at when when uh, Moses people out of Egypt, you know, and they <laughs> they're they're wandering and they're going, we're just wandering. At least when we were slaves, we got fed, like we got. <laughs> yeah. And I almost feel like I just want that. You know, I don't I don't mind being told what to do. This is definitely a higher. It's a higher level, yeah. Ken. It's it's a higher level of being called to this, right? Yeah. No, I think you're right. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's really good. Uh, comment from Mark Buchanan, Michelle Craig, first counselor in the Young Women's Presidency. Her talk from last conference, "Eyes to See." She talks about seeing people for who they really are, as the Savior sees everyone. Yeah. I know that talk well, Mark. Beautiful. Yeah, that's and that's the kind of thing that can help. It's why I like I like revisiting. I I listen to a conference talk almost every day. Yeah, that's amazing. And I like it because it's it's a refresher and a reminder. I I only go back to the last conference. So for six months, I'm and I say almost every day, Monday through Friday. It's just while I'm getting ready in the morning. I, I like to listen. You do start to get to the point where you go, okay, I know this whole talk. It's like watching a rerun of The Office or something. Like, okay, I kind of know what all's going to happen. Yeah. I know this line and yes, I know that Matthew line. Five, got it. But yes, uh, so you do start to learn the talks. But I, but I think it's cool. I can tell you, I can tell you an area where I am failing miserably. Yes, please, Ken. This, I would really like to hear this, this last. I'm too generous. No, that's not it. Um, last. <laughs> Last, I care uh, too much. Last, yeah, I care too much. I try too hard. Um, last conference, uh, President Nelson asked us, counseled us to, uh, as we read our scriptures, as we do our studies, 
preparing for this next conference, to notice all the promises made to covenant Israel. Mm, yeah. I forget that. I have not, I've, I remember I've marked it down like three times where I've gone like, oh, this is one of those promises. But it's not, for some reason, it does not stick with me. And so when I'm going into my study, I'm not thinking, oh, and remember to look for the ways. So when President Nelson calls me up the night before conference and checks on me, I'm like, (laughs) no, I failed you miserably, President Nelson. Um, I remember it every time I hear it. (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's that's about right. In fact, there was there was only one time that I've actually thought about it other than when I've heard him say it. It was about 30 seconds ago when you said it. <laughs> so, okay. so memory, the gift of memory, not one of the promises made to covenant Israel. <laughs> yes. Because I cannot, it does uh, not stick with can, me. I'm with you. And every time I think, I'm going to do it this time. Yeah. I'm going to find those promises made to... That talk was so impressive on the gathering of Israel. I mean, what my understanding of the gathering and the covenant of Israel is, that was amazing. I was starting to sweat it when he was talking about we should all be engaged in gathering (laughs) Israel. And anything we do to help someone else is gathering Israel. I'm like, oh, Oh. thank goodness. All right. I thought (laughs) I was going to have to actually do something. (laughs) Yeah. I think I'm I'm doing stuff for people all the time. That's I don't know what I it is. Up my phone. <laughs> hey Bob, you doing all right, pal? Yeah. <laughs> I'm gathering Israel for today. <laughs> Send a text. That's right. Copy paste. <laughs> hey Mike, copy paste. <laughs> Bill, copy paste. Yeah, David. Well, at least you're customizing it to each one of them. <laughs> yeah. I just put hey pal. Hey pal. Hey bud. <laughs> How you doing, buddy? Um, David Fawcett says, uh, Alma 7, 11 through 12 is my uplifting scripture. Oh, yeah. We often talk about Christ taking our sins upon him as part of the atonement. These verses teach us also that he took all of our pains, sorrows, and temptations upon him. But most importantly, these verses teach us that since Christ felt these same pains as we feel them, he knows exactly how to help us overcome them. So when we feel there's no one that knows how we feel or what we're going through, we can always know that Christ knows exactly how we feel and how to help us through it. David, I'm so glad you shared that. Good job. That's a powerful one. Yeah, yeah I, have a, I struggle with my understanding of that in the atonement. Of him be, taking on yeah. every pain, every emotion. Every... Have, you, have you noticed, and I think... I always used to think that there were themes that would come up a lot in talks because of like what we're going through in this time or whatever. And as I've gotten older, I've started noticing that things appear not because of what's happening in the world or at this time, but because of what I need in my life and what I need to hear. Hmm. Does that make sense? So lately a theme that I don't know that I ever noticed it before this year, but I just, I'm finding it in my gospel study. When I listen to talks, uh, everything is letting God prevail. That, for some reason, I keep hearing it, I keep seeing it. I've never, and, and really the things that I'm hung up on in my life, that I have a tendency to pray, and this is a weird change of thought. It's kind of a weird way to think, but I've always thought of, will you, God help me to overcome my challenge. So I'm standing in between God and my challenge. (laughs) I need him to bless me so that I can go take care of it, as opposed to more of a triangle and saying, 
God, we, you know, we need to take care of this. Yeah. I'm going to let you tell me how we're doing this. Or here's my idea, you know, a little bit of Brother Richard. <laughs> I'm going to make some crazy stones glow if that <laughs> works. But only if you make that work. It's it's this synergy idea yeah. of working with God. That's been a big... I like that. Sean. Big thing for me is, is let God... So I've now started praying, trying to figure out how do I let God prevail? How do I let God... Unfortunately, too often it's like you know I'm going to do this. I'll do it my way, and when I when it starts to fail, God, you need to jump in. <laughs> Please jump in and deal with my plan. Yeah, but that's been a big theme. Are there any themes you've noticed in studying this year? Um, I mean, the invitations from President Nelson seem uh, relevant to me. I feel. Um, a lot. I've thought a lot about personal revelation, receiving personal revelation, um, and how my my thinking for it used to be more along the lines of I need to ramp up to receive revelation. Mm. Right? I need to get in the zone so I can re- so I can be ready to receive revelation. And I think um, that's inaccurate. I think we we already for those who are baptized and received the gift of the Holy Ghost. We're walking in the revelation yeah. every day. It's yep. not, you know, you don't get the gift of ramping up to get the Holy Ghost. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's there. And so I'm trying to, uh, I guess, adjust my um, thinking about that, that the revelation is always, it's constant, it's flowing, it's a, it's a, I don't need to ramp up for it. I need to just pay attention to it, maybe. Yeah. And so um, it's kind of changed my, but yeah, personal revelation, being able to receive and act on personal revelation has been a theme for a for this year. for me. Yeah. yeah. I think it's great. I, I'm blown away by the amount, like when, when you look back, especially this year, studying Doctrine and Covenants, when we look back at like, hey, do you want to buy a Book of Mormon? Because we now have 27 of them, and we need to give them out to people, you know. (laughs) And and I look at what people did, and you hear these stories about, you know, this man found a Book of Mormon on a ship in Ireland. (laughs) And so he he took the ship, even though he only had one leg, out to meet the prophet Joseph Smith. All these things, and we go, yeah, I'm going to get on, you know, churchofjesuschrist.org. I'm going to check Facebook first, but then I'll get on... (laughs) You know, or it's, hey, Siri, read to me. Yeah. The the amount that we have, if if I would have been told 30 years ago, here's what the gospel is going to look like, gospel study, can anybody out there give a good excuse for not doing some form of gospel <laughs> study? And, and again, I don't want that to be a guilt thing. It's not. But it's like... Even on social media, like you're saying, there are... Yeah. Things that come up with spiritual thoughts, scriptures, I mean. Absolutely. That are uh, a nice disruption. And so it's. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It, there's there's so much. They've certainly made it accessible. <laughs> yeah. I love the church website. I love the, I love now, especially that I can log in and create notes right on the website. Yes. Yeah. And, and do bookmarks. Yeah. <laughs> I've got like nine different bookmarks of different things I have going uh, my own mother says, Dad listened to the talk about gathering Israel three times on the day it was given and took copious notes, refers to it often. So, so your family's going to heaven, Sean. I'm telling you, straight to heaven <laughs> with that man. 
Mark Buchanan says, in today's society, it seems like everyone gets offended over almost everything. Next time they do, just say, go read Elder Bednar's talk about not feeling being offended, and they'll feel better. Just saying. Mark, that offends me. That how offends dare me you? Too. Mark, how dare you? That is a great, great talk go, go about choosing. <laughs> I think one of the I think one of the biggest things is like I have this tendency to want to be structured. Okay, I'm gonna read a chapter a day. I kind of start on my mission, you know. Yeah. We're gonna memorize the third discussion and we're gonna and I'm gonna and and the problem I have is then when it fails, like, you know, a week in and all of a sudden it fails, what am I left with? Yeah. And so I think one of my goals for this year is just gospel study is good. I'm going to do gospel study and giving myself permission that, you know what, if I've listened to that conference talk in the morning and I've listened to a chapter in the Book of Mormon or I've done some of the reading and Come Follow Me, you know, we had... Was it last night? It was last night. We had dinner together. We had, I think we had 11 minutes as a family. <laughs> and by family, I mean, again, it's just me, my wife, and, and my son. And we literally read one, the one section from this week in Come Follow Me. We read one section, the first section from this week. It was, I think, seven verses. I think that was it. <laughs> we had dinner. We had a prayer. We had those seven verses. But I think it's also, you're, you're sort of building a spiritual house, right? It's not about, yes, Heavenly Father, I had this perfect plan and I executed it perfectly. It's about finding those quiet moments. And when we're waiting, you know, in line somewhere or, you yeah. know, when you're waiting on your car to have the oil changed. Yeah. Thinking, you have the entire, like, everything. More than you could ever read. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's all in the palm of your hands. Yeah. I think that's great. Yeah. yeah. I think you're right. I think it's bite size is just fine. And finding those moments where you can. And and hopefully, like what you're saying, that your heart is kind of longing for it. Maybe there's a little bit of a hunger and thirst for it so that it is something that you are seeking, even when it's, maybe especially if it's just a few minutes and you need uh, a pick-me-up. I used to read scriptures right before bed. Yeah. Then I got old. <laughs> that does not work anymore, Ken. I've been on the same verse for two I years. I have. <laughs> yes. uh, this is, and my mom is watching, but this is something you, that my mom loves saying. This, you know, you, know you, you start, you go, I'm going to read the Book of Mormon this year. I'm going to read 10 pages a day or one chapter a day or wh- whatever it is. And, and then you kind of drift off, then you restart, then kind of like a gym membership in that way, you know? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go every day. My mom says that she has been through that process so many times that it's not about whether or not she's finished the Book of Mormon, but she knows without any doubt whatsoever that Nephi was born a goodly parents. <laughs> like her testimony that Nephi was born a goodly parents is so solid. Yeah. But I, I feel like, I feel like, Everything that's happening in the gospel now, or in the church, I should say in the church, I feel like everything that's happening in the church right now is about, here's a whole toolkit, go build your life. You know, it's not about, you know, three hours of church anymore. Yeah. You know, now it's been church from home. It's been do the sacrament at home or come or a combination. Yeah. Or whatever, it's meet the way that you need to meet with your family, 
It's all it's not these quantified tools. like it once was, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's not checking in. And I think that that requires us then to kind of go before the Lord and check in. Yeah. And kind of do that, hey, am I doing this? Am I am I doing well? Yeah. Is this thing going all right? Is this thing on? Can you help me do better? <laughs> Thoughts? Yeah. <laughs> Thoughts? <laughs> but I think that I think the big thing that I would say to anybody listening out there, if you're trying, you're winning. Just yeah. keep trying, yes. you know. There is not a magic agree. formula. And if what you're doing in your family isn't working, if your kids resent it, you know, maybe that's maybe that's not the best approach. Yeah. Maybe we can find other things. I think there's a struggle and my heart goes out to uh my heart goes out to families who have kids who just don't at all want to study. But you know, when the Book of Mormon videos came out, I'll tell you, you know, we had a son that theory. we had a son that has graduated and moved out, but he did not love Sunday study. And so for a while it wasn't come follow me. It was those Book of Mormon. I mean, it was because it was Book of Mormon was the course yeah. of study. It wasn't the exact reading for that week or whatever. Yeah. It was what he needed, what your family and Those videos were time. awesome. Yeah. It was also awesome, I think, for him to have. It's one time that it was cool to have me as a dad because about every other episode I was like, hey. <laughs> I know that guy. Because <laughs> you and I knew tons of people yeah. in those videos. Yeah. And, yeah, my mom says that reading scriptures at night is uh, ambient for old people. <laughs> it's true, man. I get through about two verses and then I sometimes. If you Maybe ever... That's all you needed, though, was those two verses. <laughs> <laughs> you ever have you ever finished like a page of scripture and then you go, "What did I just read? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what the heck did I just read? Yeah." <laughs> I hate that. I feel that's where I do feel guilty. Or if I'm sitting in, if I'm sometimes when I'm sitting in church and I'm watching a speaker and I'm nodding, then all of a sudden my mind is somewhere gone. And I, amen. Yep. (laughs) My wife catches me. Vanessa will look at me like, you don't know what they were saying. No, you have no idea what they were talking about, do you? (laughs) Yeah. Probably she doesn't say it out loud in front of whoever. Sean's nodding, but he doesn't know what you just said. <laughs> Will you please repeat your talk to Sean? He has no clue what you were talking about. You just keep nodding. I don't. <laughs> well, no, I have no idea. Well, any other thoughts or suggestions or anything from our audience on uh, gospel study? I think this was great, Ken. This was a good discussion. Yeah. You know, bottom and I line, like the idea that it's not it's not a one size fits all. It's very customized for what your family needs, and and like you said, it's the wanting it or being able to make some time for it um even when it's just a little bit little little bite-sized yeah it's a time and to our listeners with little kids and I, I know we have a lot of them our listeners with little kids it may seem like nothing's setting in but you're teaching them the principle you're teaching them that it's important and i think that's going to stick with them for a very Absolutely. long time so yeah well, Ken, thanks so much for taking this time. And thank you to all of you who participated live. To all of you on the podcast who are listening to this as an audio podcast, we appreciate you. And I'll tell you one thing that would be super helpful if you enjoy the show, if you could share it with someone. If you could say, look, I found this show that I enjoy. And uh, that really helps us to get the word out there. Also, 
What helps us more than anything, honestly, especially on Apple Podcasts, if you could leave us a five-star review. That means everything to us. I know it's a bit of a pain. It's like remembering uh, all the promises to Israel. Uh, but it, it's I know it's it's hard to remember, but if you could, and especially if you could write some kind words, that more than anything, when people search for good Latter-day Saint content, yeah. that helps us to come up. And so we really appreciate it. Well, until we meet again for another episode of Sharing Time, I'm Sean Rapier. I'm Ken Craig. We'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.